You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. There are so many layers to Luke's version of the birth and infancy narratives of Jesus that it really is a narrative masterpiece, especially when you read it through the lens of social justice. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 450. Our title this week is a special Christmas message, and from all of us here at Renewed Heart Ministries, we just want to say to each of you, Merry Christmas. Also, our reading this week is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone went out to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Most High appeared to them, and the glory of God shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you who is the Messiah, the Sovereign One. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Most High has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen the child, they spread the word concerning what had been told about him, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So this reading of Jesus' birth, it, 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 it begins with one of Luke's unique narrative elements. In Matthew, Jesus was born under Herod's reign, but Herod died, remember, in 4 BCE. And the census referred to in our passage this week, it took place under Quirinius in 6 CE, 10 years after uh, Herod's death. Remember, Matthew's version of the Jesus story is based in Galilee, and it's uh, that, that's seen specifically in its closing chapters. Luke's version of the Jesus story is Judean-based, and more specifically, Jerusalem-based, as seen in both the closing chapters of Luke and the book of Acts. In Acts, the Jesus movement doesn't return to Galilee, but instead takes root in Jerusalem and grows from there. Luke's burden is to tell a version of 
of the Jesus story that takes on the oppression of the Roman Empire and contrasts Jesus specifically with Caesar and and raises up uh, the imperial rule of of Jesus is Yahweh the the Basilea that's translated as kingdom against over and against the imperial rule of Rome. So so from the very beginning. Of Luke's gospel, Jesus's story is brought into conflict with Rome. In Matthew, Jesus is from Nazareth or, or Galilee. In Luke, Jesus is from Bethlehem, uh, that's in Judea, the city of David. And this te- this detail, this narrative detail, it would have brought to the minds of Luke's audience Micah's words from Micah five two, but. To you, Bethlehem Ephrata, uh, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And all of this, again, it would have served the purpose of contrasting the the imperial reign of of the God of the Torah, which which David's uh, kingship symbolized for many Jewish members of Luke's audience, over and against the imperial rule of, of Rome. In the first few chapters of Luke, Jesus's movement it isn't characterized as the, the start of a new religion that's competing with or replacing Judaism. Rather, it's a, it's a Jewish renewal movement anticipating the liberation of Judea and, 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 and also including the surrounding Jewish region, regions uh, from the Roman Empire. The angel doesn't appear in this story either to the ruling class or Jewish representatives of the empire in Jerusalem. The angels appear instead to rural shepherds who we'd call today, we'd use language like blue collar in the fields of Bethlehem. Economically and socially, rural Judeans and Galileans living in agricultural villages, they were the people who were most negatively impacted by Roman imperialism. Families had to make hard decisions and and often sacrifice their community bonds to survive. In these communities, indentured farmers and shepherds, they cultivated their own versions of the Israelite liberation traditions that had long inspired uh, hope among the the, the rural class for, for liberation and especially liberation from uh, the oppressive uh, rulers and, and and of the Roman Empire and and and, and these these uh, new spins on liberation traditions they renewed the Hebrew prophets' calls for justice. You can read all about this and and uh, especially details on the social climate that these shepherds lived in in Richard Horsley's Jesus and Empire: The Kingdom of God and the New World Disorder. Luke's angelic announcement to the shepherds it has so many layers to it. Not only did it it narratively served to link Jesus's liberation with with those most harmfully impacted by Roman imperialism. It also it fits nicely with the language uh, of this week's passage that 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 is drawn from the book of of Micah. Micah's liberator would be a shepherd king. Uh, in Micah five three through six, it says, "Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son." 
and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites, he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Most High, in the majesty of the name of the Sovereign God, and they will live securely, for, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. He will be our peace. He will rule. He will deliver. All of this associated Jesus with God's imperial reign, which was symbolized by the restoration of David's kingdom, showing up to shepherds in the story. Remember, David was also a shepherd king. Uh, that was his pre-coronation occupation. It was, it was being a shepherd. So Luke aligns Jesus and his liberation, not with the centered and the powerful, but with the marginalized and the powerless, the rural communities that were being harmed most by the imperial rule of Rome. There are so many layers to Luke's version of the birth and infancy narratives of Jesus that it really is a narrative masterpiece, especially when you read it through the lens of social justice. Just in this week's reading alone, there are layers of, of Jesus's birth compared to other uh, 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 heroes during that time. Uh, there are there's Jesus's birth compared to the Davidic kingdom and and the and the 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 restoration of Israel. There's there's the David being a shepherd king and and appearing to the shepherds and then using this to bridge to the 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 rural uh, blue collar class of of Jesus's time. There's just so many layers here, and there's so there, there's there's also remember no room for Jesus to be born that night in an inn or a bed. Instead, he's born in the marginalized stable out back. From from that point forward, the story of this child marks a dramatic shift and a hope for those marginalized in their society, including those marginalized and I would say disenfranchised today. Some of our more contemporary uh, Christmas carols, they echo this theme. One example that, that's quoted a lot during this time of year is O Holy Night, a carol whose lyrics uh, were written in 1843. I'll put a reference to it in this week's e-site, but, but but uh, remember the lyrics there. Truly, he taught us to love one another. The, his law is love and his gospel is peace. Change shall he break for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. I know that 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 many expressions of Christianity today have been and, and continue to be complicit with oppression. Others are not, but but we have not always lived out the lyrics of this carol. Too often, Christians have been at the center of oppressions for vulnerable people. I'm thinking of women, indigenous populations, slaves, the poor, our LGBTQ friends and family. This Christmas... My heart longs for us to do better. Can we today find ways of following Jesus that genuinely do end oppression and come alongside others who are working to end it as well? What does my Christianity need to look like to be life-giving to those presently being harmed? What differences uh, do I need to choose for my Jesus following to aid and to help t uh, to contribute to uh, rather than become an obstacle to the work of ending injustice and and violence and dehumanizing violations of everyone's human rights. Will this carol uh, ever ring true? that in Jesus' name, all oppression will cease. There's much to be thankful for this Christmas season, and I'm reminded once again that in the spirit of a, a baby who was born in a manger, whose, whose birth announcements were sent to blue-collar workers who were 
politically, socially, and economically marginalized, as much as we have to be thankful for, we still have a lot of work to do in this coming year. So here's to a celebration of Jesus this year and Jesus's birth that that doesn't last just one day a year or even just one season during the year, but rather celebrates him in the form of a life that's lived every day in harmony with the belief that when it comes to those who are pushed to the undersides and the edges of our society, this baby lying in a manger, remember he grows up to be an advocate for them. Heart group application this week, number one, Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what does Jesus's life aligned with those on the undersides and margins of society? What does that mean for you? And discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministry on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, please like and subscribe to our podcast through the, the po- whatever podcast platform that you use and consider taking some time to give us a review. This helps others find our podcast there as well. And, and if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. Uh, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the gospel is now available at renewedheartministries.com. Remember this year, right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. Merry Christmas to each of you and yours. I'll see you in the new year. Mm